Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Let's Chat It, it Up now. now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here for um actually um we're here for the I guess the second second drop second drop of episode one so episode one is going to be compiled of kind of like the definition and then we're going to have these little segments about episode one um so i did want to correct something from the last time i said um and i meant to say that i remember um let's chat it up from back uh right before the pandemic i think i said and i think i said I remember that's my vision, but it's, it wasn't my vision. I just remember us going to um, the church, recording it as a talk show and all of that. I was driving from Brownsburg. Brownsburg, yes. Brownsburg. Yeah, I'm getting confused. Brownsburg to the east side. What side? To the east side. East side. To the east side. Of Indy. Of Indy. So, yeah, it, it, let's chat it up now. It's a vision of my wife, but I primarily remember it from um, back right before the pandemic when we were driving and making sure that uh, we had the camera set up and then everything going. And so he was co-visionary. I was co-visionary, but this is her baby. This is her vision. So, But you helped birth it, too. Oh, okay. We're good. Well, we're here. So we're here with um, kind of a follow-up from our first um, episode, just to kind of share our tidbit. So, yeah, he uh, got me here to pick my brain, people. Mm-hmm. So y'all say a prayer for me because I don't know what he's about to do. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I hope. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the things that we know less chatted up is it's it's. Um, a listening space to bridge mm-hmm. the gap between the church and the unchurched two communities between the church and the unchurched mm-hmm. um we also like to say that we are not here to diagnose anyone we're not Absolutely. clinical therapists we're just here to share um different perceptions of um life and you know whether we agree or disagree we just like to share and have our minds open so i posted something um through our new Canva, we, we learned Canva, y'all. It was such a great experience. But I posted something on um, Sunday, and um, I'm going to read it, and then that's how we're going to start this particular podcast. Did you know, according to recent research of the 210 million adults in the United States, 65 million of them used to attend church regularly but no longer do and 2.7 million more leave every year this is a quote by jeremy myers and at the bottom of it i put we bridge the gap um and i think a part of this listening space is to be able to talk about that and share a little bit about why we do what we do here at the Unique Transformation Enterprise. Um, so my question for you is, <laughs> as it relates to what I just read um, about all the people who have left church and 
um, the statistic that says 2.7 million <laughs> uh, more will leave. What do you see? I know that's a very broad question. <laughs> I know that's like, oh my God, I what I see. But what do, as it relates to what we're doing here at the Unique Transformation Enterprise and this particular podcast, let's chat it up now. Mm-hmm. What do you see? So for me, what what I see pertaining to that is um, two parts. It's like two dimensional. So well, it can be more dimensional than that. But I'm gonna hit state with two, and maybe I flow into others. I don't know. Okay. How much time I got? Well, because you know I like to talk. Talk. You got a mic in my mouth. You know I like to talk. Well, well, I'm gonna rephrase that. You have a mic in front of my mouth. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> this is let's chat it up um but yeah okay so first part is what i see is reason why people are leaving the church is um basically you have leadership right um my husband is here to give definition to words that i say so he's gonna probably chime in and, and give the correct language because i will say exactly how I feel and so um, so we have leadership that's in church right I don't care what leader you are I don't care what your title is if you say God calls you to be charged over a people over his sheep then you're you're the leader who I'm talking about and so when it comes down to people leaving the church here's here's my scenario not scenario but here's the issue that I see that I have been seeing that I'm still seeing and even when I hear people talking you know even like when I'm at work or when we have counseling sessions and things like that you know this is why people leave the church and this is why they don't want to go to church is uh, one you have leadership wants to control them one thing about serving God he does he does not control us in a dictating way you know he give us free will it's a choice to serve him it's a choice to submit to him he's not like forcing us to submit to him in a um, angry manipulative conniving way right but we have leaders in church like I say no matter what your title are I don't care um, you basically are controlling trying to control people know like when they come to you and say you know god has called me to be this god is calling me to do this or i need to spend time with my family i need to do s y and z because this is my passion this is my drive this is my purpose we have leaders in church that's like no this is what you're going to do you're going to accept this title or no you can't be in this because you're not part of this group or you you know you're you're trying trying to control and manipulate people trying to tell them how to pray how to worship how to fast how to this and how to that when they come to you and say this is what god has said for for me and my household so that's one scenario uh one situation okay so hold hold you can't move too fast oh okay because i go so based on that um keep your second scenario in your mind too but, but let's stick to the first one right now so based on that um how do we navigate in teaching and training people appropriately and so that it doesn't come across as controlling or manipulative or um, you must do it this way 
because I I think the the I guess the struggle is um, understanding order or structure versus being manipulative in doing things you know from just the leader's perspective it simply goes to and I think we talked about this the other day it simply goes to where leadership it starts with leadership just like in a marriage it starts with the husband submitting to God because the husband is the one that holds the family together right holds the marriage together it's the same as in in a church who is the leader submitted to are they submitted to Jesus Christ the Lord our Savior or are they submitted to self you know that good old Christian demon are they submitted to that person because if they're submitted to that Christian demon that's manipulative manipulative controlling um you know counterfeit things you know then they are going to continue to do what they're doing and, and want to say it is in the name of God which is not but if they choose to submit themselves to the frequency of God And so when I say the frequency of God, that means how God wants to move in your life. So when God decides that, hey, no, I want you to stop using this message. Stop using this contest in this way. Stop speaking to this person this way. Stop living this way. Stop doing these things this way and come into this level of standards. There is a a frequency that you have shift from to where you start submitting to God. And when you start submitting to God his way, he's going to open you up and start showing you things about yourself. And we're going to start dealing with James 4.1, the enemy within. So you're going to start dealing with that person within. And when you start dealing with the person within, then you will be able to see clearly what God wants to do with the ministry, with the church and with the people. Because one thing that the Lord said back in 2020, well, well, when was the pandemic? Because 2020. So 2020. So we go into 2021. Really, really before before the pandemic, the Lord was like, He's sick and tired of us coming to Him with our issues, um, blaming X, Y, and Z, or just saying, you know, fits this, fits this. When He like bring me the heart of the matter. And when we bring him the heart of the matter of ourselves, of our families, of our ministry, and even the people who were serving and overseeing, that's when he can step in and do something. But we were like, oh, God, I want you to bless the church or I want you to do it. Like those are superficial type of stuff, like materialistic. He wants the heart of the matter. Like we got to start dealing with the core situation. And so when leaders begin to start dealing with themselves and submitting to God, to his frequency, and how he wants to move in their lives, then they will begin to understand when people come to them in their church and say, hey, God is calling me to do this. They have humbled themselves to God for themselves, and they're open up to God. So then they will no longer try to control the people. They'll be like, okay, let me go before the Lord. Let us both go before the Lord or belly yet because you have humbled yourself and you are the man and woman of God for that house. Immediately, God's going to speak to you and share something with you or give you insight and open. You're going to see and you're going to be like, okay, well, let's try it. Let's work on it. And Stella immediately know, you know, it's just 
I think that is the huge problem right there where things would change when leaders begin to submit to God frequency, doing things his way. Because what if God say, okay, yeah, you, you, you here with a hundred people, 200 people, or you got a thousand people, but I want you to stop ministering to a thousand people. I want you to stop ministering to a hundred people. I want to pull you down to go to five or 10. Will your heart be submitted to that? So... First of all, I want to comment on um, just being in tune and in the frequency of God. Um, I, what I've seen in my navigating through ministry and things like that, people yes, because he's a pastor. <laughs> Whatever, uh, soon to be an apostle. <laughs> because people become so intertwined with the denomination or with yeah. the platform of. I need to climb the ladder to be the next presiding bishop or bishop or... And that is not God. All these titles. That is not God. Um, so people begin to miss the frequency of God because exactly. they are now um, submitted to a denomination or submitted to um, a structure that is a subset to God. And so it's like God is not my primary. My primary is me getting this presiding bishop of this bishop seat so because i want to be seen i want to yeah. be heard i want this position i want to be like i want to be invited to all these churches and to all these conventions and all these whatever whatever you know i hate those um i want to be invited so i can be seen and heard because i want to hoop i want to holler i want to shout i want people to see my gifts when I, if i'm not mistaken scripture say your gifts will make room for you and it's like in those situations, they're forcing their gifts to make room for them. And so then in which they don't understand, then that becomes demonic. It becomes witchcraft because you're forcing something that God has not ordained. And then when you get in that position and you start operating in that position, then you don't understand why hell has been releasing your marriage or with your kids or within yourself. You don't understand why now you're dealing with temptation. You don't understand now why you want to sleep around. You don't understand now why this is happening, why the church is not this and why that and why you've been exposed in so many areas or why there's a struggle because you have not submitted to the frequency you have not dealt with the person the enemy on the inside of you because we all got some issues going on inside of us hint that's why let's shut up now is here um we all got some issues going on inside of us that's why we go to glory to glory faith to faith there are some things that we always got to share there's some things we always got to let get up let go of because how else are we going to get the new wine skin? We got to let go of the old wine skin. That is the letting go of the old. That's letting go of the, the the stronghold. That's letting go of the bondage. That's letting go of what you did yesterday that was a issue, that was a concern, that was a mental battle, that was a language barrier, that was a that was a, um, a struggle to your ear gate. That is all falls into a whole lot of things that we have to let go of on a daily basis. But when we say... I'm good. I'm highly favored. I got this. God got me. I'm prayed up. I fasted. I did. But then I, we see you fighting for a position. I, 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 I never got that understanding why we fight for positions. When I don't, I, I didn't read that in the Bible when Jesus told the disciples go fight and who's going to be the greatest disciple or the greatest apostle i i never read that in the bible yeah 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 and i think that's where a lot of the um 
perversion and manipulation mm-hmm. and all that stuff coming to play because people are uh, fighting for position and they don't know who they are. There's a missing yeah. identity piece, and you know they could truly just be called to you know read the announcements or something like that. The marketplace. They're trying to exactly. <laughs> and so I wanted to go back. You mentioned something. Um, about what if God say leave the thousand and, and teach these five or train these five. Um, I was at a conference um, last October and met an apostle who was a part of a mega ministry and had built that ministry and it had thousands and thousands of people. And he said God told him to leave that particular organization or that, that mega ministry gift and to start something brand new and all of the money and all of the fame that came with that ministry he had to let go Um, but one of the things um, that came out of it was now he has more meaningful um, one relationship with God more meaningful relationship with people and feel like his purpose is fulfilled and so instead of us um, not giving in to denomination and, and this is that was to me an example of being in the frequency of God mm-hmm. because he let go of this big title and this big denomination idea and this, this of idea his of, purpose mm-hmm, and, and really got in tune to what God wanted him to do mm-hmm. and sometimes I think that's why we go through some of the things that we go through because we don't give in to church as normal or church as usual and we just be who we are. And a lot of times people are like, you know, if they're listening, let's chat it up now. Ooh, they're not using a lot of scripture. No, we're giving you real life. Um, real and life. When we talk to people who are unchurched, scripture's not really going to help them. Now, as mm-hmm. they grow Mm-mm. and as they begin to read their word, then we begin to teach them how to navigate through the scriptures. But our, our goal is to first of all meet a need so if they're hungry we're going to give them food if they're yeah. thirsty we're going to give them water and if they need a conversation about we're going to talk we're going to talk so this is what let's chat it up is about so we're going to talk that and that right there what you just said babe is the the most <clears throat> crucial thing in the church as well there is less talking less conversation going on there's a lot of yelling and Shouting, hacking, faking, hooping, hooping, going out to eat, gossiping. You know, I'm not saying this is every church, but this is what most church lifestyle is like. And well, I would say from um, from our perspective, from our, from our perspective, from and, our experience, our culture that we kind of grew up in and came yeah, from, from well, that we charismatic experience. But even when you talk to other people, like I can't even speak from talking to those that's going through some sessions or going through some healing from addiction. Um, they're going through some healing from some level of trauma. Just talking to them, it it never fails. Where church is there hurt place yeah yeah, church, yeah church has hurt them and people in the church has hurt them because of there is no conversation there is i pray for you i give you scripture but there is no conversation in how to apply the scripture for healing right right and there is no conversation in 
how I can help you out of the hole that you're in no more than go fast, go pray. But then they go to the side and they talk about it and they belittle them or make them feel like an outcast. So that's where I'm coming from. Not just my personal experience, but when I talk to those who are going through a journey of healing from addiction and from some liberal trauma, nine times out of 10, when you get to the core it's some level of hurt from even from family members who's been in church you know or when they went to the church and you know you know even from a unique transformation enterprise perspective when those who we have worked with that come out of that lifestyle yeah you know that that is huge and so and that's why i'm just like it it doesn't matter the denomination it doesn't it's just how we deal with people how we deal with people and uh, so, religious perspective yeah and it's, it's just not it's not relational it's just really it's all uh, kind of religious this is how they did it so this is mm-hmm. how they do it you gotta pray about it you gotta fast about it and all this stuff and you're telling people to pray and fast and they don't even know how they don't know how to do that what or, it is or they don't know how they're gonna have their next meal tomorrow right and so that's what it's in the forefront of their mind. Exactly. So like, if, we are st- if we start I'm meeting, already, typically I'm already fasting because I don't have no food. <laughs> I'm already fasting. What are you talking about? <laughs> so if we start learning how to meet a need, then I think bridging the gap would be more easier. And just have a simple conversation with people, and you'll you'll see that that goes a long way. And getting the understanding of what healing and deliverance is is nothing about shouting in a bucket and laying hands on people. Just sitting down talking. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've experienced some of the greatest deliverance through conversations. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, now I've had my encounters in church as well, um, but uh, that was through you know half of that was emotions, half of that was just really experiencing God. But, but real when I, when I came home, I still had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to work tomorrow, I still have to deal with when I dealt with at church that Sunday. And so I, I see um, that's why we have a discipleship center. Shout out to a Shepherd's Love Discipleship Center. Um, that's why we have a discipleship center because we believe, I believe, and I think we're on the same page, um, that church should be a training center and not just somewhere where we gather to come and have an emotional fit. So, yeah. all right, you want to go to your number two? You're the boss. No. You're the leading. Lead away. Okay. So, what was your number two? <laughs> you said you had the leaders who were not in the frequency of God. And now, what, what was number two of why you think so many people have walked away from church? So, the, the second part, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. So the second part is people leave the church because of lack of understanding. Like there is a high expectation when I come into my life is automatically going to change because what has been presented or marketed or sold. So prime example, and I'm sure, you know, you go out, you have outreach day, right? And you go out into the community 
and you're serving the community and you have prayer and you tell them, you know, your life is going to change and you're going to, this is going to happen. God is going to step in. So people come into the church and they have that high expectation. Their life is going to change based off what has been shared to them through prayer, through baptism, through them joining the church, through them giving tithes, through them doing all these things that they was told to do. And nothing has happened. So no one has hurt them like with words or anything. It's just that expectation hasn't been met. Yeah. So I am going to use a scripture here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, The Bible teaches us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if we don't be real with people and give them that um, reality that things are still going to be hard things are not may not change overnight you may not have that uh taste of alcohol go away right away you may not have that sex drive or that whatever go away right away and then helping them navigate the understanding of temptation versus um how um they temptation versus addiction or temptation versus action because i think a lot of times triggers yeah a lot of times in when you come into a religious setting or church they don't teach you that you're still going to be tempted and it's okay yep because you're human most of the time if you hear that you're tempted they think you oh my god you're going to hell but no, no temptation is a real thing even jesus was tempted but he responded with the word and so i think instead of having these high expectations we have to learn to be real with people and say you're Mm -hmm. you're still going to be tempted you're still going to deal with some issues you still may get angry hey guess what you still may curse tomorrow yeah you may have a drink tomorrow you may smoke tomorrow hey you might go have sex with your side piece tomorrow (laughs) like it's going to happen like only way is going to stop if God himself steps in and like decide for himself to miraculously change your life in that moment and he can do it instantly. he can he can but for others and he's gonna like you're gonna go through this journey because once you complete this journey i have something for you to do i have someone else that i need you to walk through i have someone else that i need you to coach and i have a career or a profession i have something else for you that there's another purpose and when you was talking a while back that's what when you was talking about purpose that's one thing that people have to understand too our purpose change and then people get frustrated with that too in the church purpose change well, just as well as unchurched people people struggle yeah. with purpose church or unchurched it doesn't matter they struggle with purpose because i'm doing this the same way I, i'm doing the same thing i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i th- this is who i'm called to do not knowing that god or even if you don't believe in god you you know your higher power your higher, however you want to call it like i said we don't judge here um is changing your purpose yeah and i think the 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 issue with purpose or the understanding of purpose is key because i'm going to speak like from a church perspective they try to push you to the pulpit and so that may not be your purpose Uh, so (laughs) it's like you just (laughs) 
you took me back when, to you, when I said something like, "Oh, so you ready to preach now?" No, I need training. <laughs> so you, they they push you to the pulpit because yeah. you 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 may be good at administration, you may be good at event planning, or you got a degree, or you got a degree, and <laughs> and if you're not in the pulpit, you're nothing. And so I think understanding, um purpose and what that is and it may not look the same for everybody mm-hmm. that's important that's mm-hmm. for the church and the unchurch because even in like um in our career world in our workplaces sometimes instead of us embracing who we are in the workplace or what we're called to do even in the workplace we continue to compare ourselves to others mm-hmm. and i just talked about that today i may manage the same type of team that you manage but our management styles may be very different, different. Yes. and i have to be comfortable in who god has called me to be even in the workplace so that i can manage and lead people how he tells me to lead people of course not breaking any laws or anything like that right but just the style of man of managing and the purpose kind of collides and too often we are not able to embrace our own purpose because somebody else is trying to lead us to the pulpit or we're comparing ourselves to others and things like that so yep or we're trying to step on somebody's neck to get their position so mm-hmm. yeah so that that's workplace and church but yeah i just talked about that to a co-worker today like and it really goes on both sides church and non-church like I understand systems. You know I understand systems. My husband know I understand systems. And but what really bothers me, and this is why let's chat it up here now. Let's chat it up now. He's here. Is because it bothers me that instead of working as a unit, instead of working as a team, instead of coming together and fortify what we already have. We want to hierarchy our own selves. Mm-hmm. Like no one has put you on this pedestal. No one told you to do these things. You chose to make yourself a hierarchy. Mm. It's a choice. Like you chose to belittle this person. You chose to stab this person. You chose to gossip about this person. You chose to try to come for this position and this title in a very dangerous killing way and when I say dangerous and killing because life and death lies in our mouth and whenever you speak on someone you know you are literally speaking death on someone and I and I did a post years ago when we was in Chicago and I was just reminding people like I come from the streets and it's you know when you sit around and contemplating how to take someone out what is that called? Um, like you literally sitting around, you contemplating to take someone out, or you contemplating on how to, you know, end someone's lives and you know things like that. You are really in attempted murder style. Yeah, I that mean, that's like that's like manslaughter. That's attempted murder. And so if you're doing that same thing in the body of Christ. You're basically telling the creator premeditated, premeditated murder. You're basically telling the creator, I am literally sitting here thinking about how to take this person out, how to kill them with my mouth and with my action and with my behavior. 
So you're saying your life is more valuable than theirs when your life don't even belong to you. So it's like we just take the time to think. And so that's why I was saying to my, my co-worker, I'm like, we are adults here and we got too many like individuals on, it, on, on this unit want to make themselves hierarchy. And when we have directors, when we have supervisors, those to report to, but we have little people want to be big people, big bosses. Why insecurity? Why? Because a lack of identity. Why? Because you got some issues going on on your own. Why? Because you don't have control of your own life. Why? Because you don't have control of your home. So that's, that goes back to when I was saying about James 4. When you're not dealing with what's going on on the inside, it's going to portray. But only those who really see and only those who really hear is going to catch your every motives. And then when those who can really see and hear those are the ones that's always getting called out be called names and get pushed out of the church too that's point number three because those who really see and hear those are the ones that want to get called out and want to get put out want to be called witches and warlock demons and all that because they see your mess they see your foolishness they see your shenanigans they see the little stuff that you're trying to motives. do has you know you want to sleep with this person you want to hook up with this person you want to get in with this crowd you want to start calling this person your you know your bro your sis and you know start hanging around when your motives are impure and so when someone call you out then you want to go spread a rumor on so we really need to take a step back because let's be honest is god pleased with that it doesn't matter how you feel about me what i'm saying right now but is god pleased with that because when you lay down at night you have to deal with you you have to lay down in your bed and deal with you. You have to get up in the morning, look in the mirror and deal with you. And you have to deal with the conscious part of you, which is for most of you, the Holy Spirit. And if you do not have the Holy Spirit, it will be your conscious. You're going to have to deal with that person talking to you, reminding you, shouldn't have said that, shouldn't went here, you shouldn't have done that. You're going to be dealing with that and you're going to be tormented by it because you won't, don't, you do not want to deal with the things you have said and you don't want to go ask for forgiveness you don't want to repent to God you don't want to ask for forgiveness you want to keep doing your same old mess and then next thing you know down the years you got some type of sickness and some kind of illness or if it don't get to you as I don't know why my husband gave me a mic when it get to you if it does if it doesn't get to you then whoever is connected to you the enemy will come for anyone, your your kids, your kids' kids, your bloodline. And that's another thing. When you sitting around here doing all these things and talking about people and trying to control people, are you thinking about your bloodline? Are you thinking about it? Because you're basically cursing your bloodline. And I don't think people think about that, especially those that are in leadership, because you are held to such a high standard when you say, yes, Lord, I will lead your people. And he said, okay, lead my people this way. And you're like, nah, I'm going to do it this way because I want the money. I want the fame. I want to be pat on the pad. I want to be lifted up. You just open the door up to your bloodline, to something to enter in. So it may not affect you, but what about your children? What about your wife or your husband, your brothers, your sister, your mom, your dad, you know, your great, great 
you know, your bloodline? Do you think about that? Well, we wanted to keep this one a little bit shorter since it's a segment of episode one. So because yeah, I keep going, we'll call this episode one point one. <laughs> what is one point two? One point two is coming, but and we're going to title this episode. The church has left the building. Yeah. <laughs> the church has left the building. Left out. The shut the door. Has boarded up. Left the building. And um, as we go, I want to just read this quote again from Jeremy Myers. Did you know, according to recent research, of the 210 million adults in the United States, 65 million of them used to attend church regularly but no longer do and 2.7 million more leave every year we are here to bridge the gap and if you're tired of the church as normal if you're tired of the church as usual if you're going through some situations then check us out hit us up info at unique transformation enterprise .org and my wife will be responding to that email. <laughs> Thanks, babe. But you have been tuning in to episode 1.1 of Last Chat and up, up now. And I just want to say make sure you're really pondering and thinking about these statistics that my husband just gave out. Like these are real numbers. Yeah. Real numbers that someone has studied and surveyed and put together. Like, really think about that. Why you're listening to us and you're probably judging what we're saying, or you're probably saying it's ain't me or whatnot. But really think about those numbers. Yeah. And while we're running around here fighting over position and titles and hooping and church know, and church work. wars, this church is better than that church. This denomination better than that denomination, and all this stuff. If you're not if you're not baptizing Jesus' name and this name, you're going to hell. All these different things, we got to learn to put that aside and understand that there is a serious, serious, serious issue out here. Yes. And we have to bridge the gap between it's these coming. two communities. And it's coming, and we're going to need both sides, both sides to live and survive. And that is one reason why we exist to help everyone to see we all got the same issues and to have the understanding for us as a society, as a nation, as a world to survive, we got to come together and hear both sides and begin to plan and strategize so that we all can survive and live because one is not greater than the other. We all are great people. We all are great people, no matter of our thoughts. We all are great people. Yep. So until next time. This has been Let's Chat It Up Now, episode 1.1. The church has left the building. With Mario and Kanisa. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we out. See you next time. Episode 1.2 will be coming soon.